And welcome back to Sounds of the Diaspora. Now, today's episode will be all about Nigeria, 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 and the influence Nigeria has on the UK scene, Afrobeats, the culture. We're gonna get lit today. It's gonna be good. I'm here with a guest, my friend Press. He's gonna introduce himself. Yo, guys, my name is Press. I do history at Oxford. 
I'm in London, I'm from South East, so I grew up in Peckham and Elephant and Castle. Those are the places where I've lived. Um, I'm also from the south side of Nudge. My mum's from Delta State and my dad's from River State. I say my main interests are probably politics, sports, and I feel like I'm going to go into law or maybe civil service, just something where I feel like I can really make a change and do something like tangible in society. I think being Nigerian for me, it's a big part of my identity and it's something I'm proud of and it influences all parts of my life. So from the way I think, the values that I hold, and even just stuff like the food that I eat. We love to see it, we love to see it. So I'm going to tell you a bit more about me, your main Nigeria. So I'm in the southwest, I'm a key trading point for cocoa My mum is from a kitty state in the south. It's composed of Christian, Muslim and Jehovah Witness, so it's quite religiously diverse. There's a lot of Portuguese influence on the architecture because Portugal began to explore, export slaves from this region. And there's also a lot of Arabic influence. Um, my dad is a descendant of the royal family of Ikari, so I'm a princess. <laughs> Ow. Uh, I know a lot of Africans say this, but in our culture, it's not a crazy thing to be descended from royalty. And when we come to the UK, we kind of lose that bit of ourselves. But just know, you better address me as Queen Mary. Queen to me. I will not ask for anything else. But now, we're going to have a little musical interlude with a mix of some Afrobeats, UK Afrobeats, and just some banging too. So stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That was Jara Jara Bernaboy. You know the vibes. Now, I'm going to tell you a bit about the history of Nigeria, and then me and Prez are going to get into it. So, the name Nigeria was suggested by a British journalist, Flora Shaw, in the 1890s, and it was named after the Niger River, which dominates much of our country's landscape. Niger is Latin for black, and nearly one-sixth of Africans are Nigerian. And trust me, everywhere you go, there's Nigerian there. Any part of London, Nigerian. Any part of England, Nigerian. We actually like, we just we just flock and spread like a disease, but like a good disease. But anyways, uh, Nigeria is a mega city with the largest population in Africa. Nigeria has 1,150 dialects, and it was never really meant to be a country. The British rounded up all these different tribes and literally drew a circle around them. It's not really a circle, but you know, like a, like a, a weird deformed circle. But anyways, <laughs> not surprising that after that happened conflict followed and even after we had our independence it was followed by a lot of internal wars such as the Biafran war which my grandfather fought in as well as corruption and terrorism however there's much beauty in Nigeria so Nigeria's national motto is peace unity and strength um, Nigeria diaspora are one of the largest African immigrant populations in the world and you see success of Nigerian diaspora across all fields so to highlight a few we got Anthony Joshua AKA my sixth husband, the boxer. John Boyega, my seventh husband, the actor. We got Perlina Igbokwe, Maggie Adarin Pokok, uh, Shiwetel Ejifo. Yeah, I'm gonna butcher some of these names, I can't lie. But the guy from 12 Years a Slave. Um, we have. Stand up. Come on, come on, repping. We've got 
guys from The Mummy, from Pompeii, you know, we've got Crazy Eye from Orange is the New Black, Wizkid of course, Starboy, Saad, Rotini from Power, Tyler the Creator, Dave, the list goes on, JME, Maliki Berry, Notes, Tiny Temper, Tayo Cruz, Ray Black, like, Nigeria's success is just endless in abundance. So me and Prez are going to talk a little bit about diaspora and some of the challenges we face. I'm going to hand it to Prez to tell us a little bit about his views and opinions. Yeah, so like, like you just said, um, Nigerian diaspora success is very visible in media, entertainment, sports. But I feel like you can think of it also as like a double-edged sword. So particularly what I feel like is when as a young Nigerian you're growing up and you're seeing industries like entertainment and sport are like the two main places where we're getting a lot of recognition and success it can naturally psychologically impact you and influence you to think these are the two main areas that I have to go into and when you don't have the talents to match up to these industries it can kind of make you feel a bit lost and I feel like that's a big problem within society that is not just caused by the diaspora but due to a lot of like media coverage. So for example, me and Mary, we both go to Oxford mm. and there's not a lot of, not just Nigerian, but a lot of diaspora people here. Bro, it's like 3% black, please. Yeah, <laughs> Mary's down bad. Only down black bad. person at a college, but you know I mean? yeah, it's let's, not, let's not get into all that. It gets like that, man. We'll get very long, but yeah, just the fact that we're not really visible in other areas such as academics or politics, for example, is a problem that, <clears throat> It shouldn't mean that we don't still carry on going into these entertainment and music industries because it's something that intuitively we're good at. Mm. And you feel like African and Nigerian influence in many, many genres, even ones that you don't even think black people had any part to play in. Mm. But I feel like as the Esporo, we need to start branching out and trying to like hold up enough lift people who are doing bits in other sectors that are not necessarily the ones that's covered by media. Yeah, just to like add on to what Prez is saying, especially as a psycholinguist, uh, it's only me and another black girl doing our degree because you have to have, when you're going into uni, firstly, you're gonna get pressured by your Nigerian parents, go to uni, go to uni, go to uni. Secondly, be a lawyer or be a doctor, that's it. There's no media, there's no creative, you know, don't go be a linguist, you're not gonna make any money, don't be an artist. And even though we understand because our parents worked so hard to get here and establish themselves to give us a better future, you can understand why they would like guide us to these professions where we can be rich and successful and comfortable. However, in a way this is kind of damaging because it limits Nigerian and African success through a variety of different um, job careers. And what I want to do and what I want to see for the future of the diaspora is us taking up space across fields, psychology, history, linguistics, art, music. We need to, to like, we have the power to be good at anything we put our minds to. So why not diversify? Why stay in, you know, such a narrow lane? Exactly. And this is something that we're seeing get better. Like a lot of our friends, we have classicists, we have friends studying Chinese, every single type of degree. So like, it's nice to see this start to change, but obviously it, there's, there's always a gap between our parents' generation and our generation because a lot of them was like leaving Nigeria to come here for a better life, whereas we started here and we see there's more to life than just a route that was already pre-described for you. Yeah. But yeah, um, talking a bit about community and the problems within our community, what problems would you say you'd faced in your community being a diaspora? Well, I think one of the obvious ones that like you can't really get around is um, poverty. So there's a really, really bad correlation in not just England, but 
Nigerian diaspora and any type of like diaspora around the world, we tend to be some of the most underprivileged people in society, mm. facing a lot of issues such as um, <clears throat> poverty, as I said, um, lack of means to education and stuff like that. And I feel like <clears throat> this really impacts us in a way, and particularly gang culture. Mm. One of the biggest problems within the black community, that I'd say. Um, and a lot of, in some ways, the music industry impacts on this. Mm. But I don't feel like it impacts on it the way that the media would like to say it is. So like, it's impossible like growing up in the UK as um, someone that's grown up in ends to ignore like how websites and newspapers like the Daily Mail always want to go on, oh, Jill causes violence, it does this, it does that. When in reality, I think it only exacerbates the existing problem that's there. Mm. It's so, kind of two ways to look at it because, I mean, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? And it's mm. kind of like, in one sense, I can understand the argument, okay, well, Drill is glorifying this culture of gang life being a great life, money, bitches, you know, but as we know, this isn't the reality. However, on the other hand, Drill has also allowed a lot of people to transgress from the hood to a career where they can make money legally, like they can make a better life. And I think as well, one thing we need to acknowledge is that a lot of these rappers rapping about gang culture and all of that they're telling their story they're talking about things they've experienced in their life and you know when a rock musician says in their song oh my god i want to die i but anyway when you see them doing that there's no one in the media saying that wow all these kids are doing suicide because of the rock, rock musicians mm -hmm. so it's obviously targeted at us minorities because they love to stigmatize us they love to antagonize us 100 is underlying and then they ignore the real reasons why we have these cultures of gang culture poverty you know the rates of black boys getting excluded from school you know lack of education lack of support just racism it's peak it's peak but you know there's always two sides of every story and we kind of want to explore the um underlying reasons why we kind of face these problems however um there's still positives you know a lot of the good thing about like nigerian music in the uk is that it really really does connect i remember when i was in year six and that's when afrobeats really like made its footprint and it was when azonta came out and antenna everyone was doing azonta the white kids the black kids the asian kids everyone was doing azonta because it's just lit it's upbeat it's happy it's like celebrating it's just feel good music isn't it exactly i mean afrobeats is the definition of feel good it's about celebrating life and dancing and partying that's why we have so many dance trends azonto zanku soko you know because it's all about celebrating life and celebrating our culture so yeah um another thing we just want to mention unfortunately another bad side of you know, living in the uk as diaspora facing this poverty is the story of damilola taylor i'll let Prez tell you a bit about what happened i'm sure some of you will be familiar yeah well damilola taylor it happened in the year 2000 he was only 10 at the time sad to say but he was literally just leaving peckham library a library that living and growing up in peckham i went to all the time and psychologically and without even realizing it you see you you fear that like it could happen to you as well so this 10 year old he literally just left the library was going back home and then he was brutally attacked by two other people stabbed with a glass bottle and unfortunately he died bleeding out on an estate so it just goes to show that <clears throat> we have a lot of problems within our community that we need to address and while this is definitely not all just a link to music and our culture it's a reality that we still have to face and we have to get around
Mm, definitely. And I, I remember this Dami Lola Taylor story when I first heard about it. It really shook me to my core. And I know it had the same effect on my mum because at the time, she just arrived from Nigeria with her two sons, same age as Dami Lola Taylor, similar neighbourhoods, you know, poverty, violence, no support. So I can only imagine what she was thinking. What have I gotten myself into? I've come here for a better life, air quote. But, you know, this, this boy... Dami Lola Taylor had only been in, in England for less than a year and his poor mother yeah, a couple of months. lost his son, lost her son. So some of the realities of being a diaspora are really harsh and really hard to, you know, face, but we must we must make a difference and we need to change because it's it's not fair and it's it's sad and it's tragic and it's not just the victims who are, you know, past that we're worried about. It's the trauma of the people left behind. But we don't want to go too too down that route. We'll we'll discuss this a bit more in a later episode. Now we're going to take another musical break, and after this, we're going to explore the album of the year last year. I'll let you think about what that is. If you know me or press, you already know what's coming. But yeah, listen to a bit of music and stay put. Bitch, bases from Texas, was nissin' I'm a skeet, all the nigga Caucasian 
catch And that's my best thing, my best thing, my best friend Go best friend Nigga living TTG and everything, he still don't flee Baby's rolling with me, she gon' smile cause she don't bleed Hundred thousand dollars at my pen, my shit don't bleed Trust, 
No loyalty, she's lining them up. No royalty, your queen give it up. Chest, chest that back, I'm leaving it Excellent. 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 I got six, and if you add three more, then I'm somewhere where I might get recalled. And I'm tired of seeing the can. Whole thing, whole thing, get shell up. Got the fairy, 4-4, four, four, big bang. Build on bots like Joshua, shank game popular, do my proper. Shut up, throw me a box and I got your man, take risk for the pounds and prosper, prosper. They have me in the can like Foster, let it start bucking the cream, no Costa. That nigga don't really want beef, he's copying me, some silly imposter. Whip it, set it, flick it, chef it, cop it, chop it, press it, cop it, lock it, set it, rub it, fly it, drop it, dry it. It's there on the mark, I supply it. You know, the cold ain't Flick it, chef it, cop it, chop it, press it, cop it, lock it, sell it, rub it, fly it, drop it, dry it, it's there on the man, I supply it, you know the coke ain't dying. Spill some juice, K, A, and it was crushed when bros in the day, 6, 6, 6, 6, 17, with a 30, praying that they come my way, 4 stories, OD hit Tony Morphe, so I'm on the M switch lane like Tory, in my spot and I'm leaving it gory, surely, surely, bro's faster, he'll do it before me, if you want it, I got it, call me, I whip it and lock it at Paulie's, this one's feeling horny, I got a busty from Sanders, she ain't getting more than Morley's, I'm a bust in the mouth my homies, whip it, set it, flick it, chef it, cop it, chop it, press it, cop it, lock it, sell it, drop it, fly it, drop it, dry it, you know the cocaine diet. Hey, what? Digger D doing madness. Now, as this song comes to an end, we're gonna introduce our album of the week. So, can any guesses? I know you can't hear me, but take some guesses. Person who tweets me guesses it correct. I'm not giving them shit, but you can you can feel satisfied. It's calm. It's calm. So, our next next. Album of the week is drum roll, please. It is Made in Lagos by Wizkid, Starboy himself. So we're gonna talk about this album. I know, like this album, I've got a spiritual connection with. My favorite song personally is Essence with Thames. Thames is up and coming. She's hard. Prez, what's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, if you know me, you already know that it's true love. That that's the best song in the album, in nah, my opinion. This I really feel like this album is a statement. It's slapped. It's like Wizkid, yeah. He's one of them people. He's an OG in, in you know, he's a Nigerian prince. So from Dong Doll days, back in the days where he was doing his original stuff, I didn't think it could get better from that. His new album Everything. Literally, literally, he keeps getting better and better. He keeps getting, he's one of them timeless greats. That's why I feel like there's, there's probably no one in this game that I feel like he's going to reach his level. Hot take, Nigerian Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but better. You might as well be. You might, might as well, be. nah. The only person that I could say is a Nigerian artist that might be greater than Wizkid is Fella. Yeah. Fella Kuti, because Fella's the, bl- the blueprint, let's be real. But yeah, I mean, this album, it dropped in 2020 when we were in our dark down times in lockdown. Didn't see it coming. He came with. Yeah, no, we're in it. Barely yeah. had a promotion for it. No promotion. The thing is, yeah, Burner Boy before this dropped uh, African Giant and it kind of flopped. Nah, I can't lie. That was a miss. There yeah. was like only three, four good songs. Yeah, I like the story. He kind of liked, I can't lie. He did like. And then the Wizkid just came. 
us miss um miss mr unproblematic king when burner and what's his name davido davido uh, that fool shouting merchant. beefing in the club whiskey's in the back minding his business but yeah he had some really great great collabs and one thing i love about this album is that like he really put on um some artists that you know are a bit more low-key so damien marley unless you're already like into reggae or into marley's sons he's not like a you know yeah, commercial he's not a mainstream guy really. but marley's sons are slept on him ziggy skip their music you know he collabed with her one of my favorite artists thames that's probably his second best song of the album smile, smile. i like key, it i like it we'll play smile next it's very like it's feel good isn't it mm, it's one a of them sweet ones. song it's a sweet song but yeah i mean i feel like wizkid has influenced a lot of the younger nigerian artists yeah you can see like in the same way fell as the blueprint mm. for a lot of them not whiskey mm. has now become the blueprint mm. for all of the new school nigerian artists i mean I let's be like, real burner and uh what's the name davido are his sons yeah they really are his truly. sons yeah and you know whiskey fc come with vim they'll never let you down let's like. get away flawed vibes cartel but let's, let's not get into all of that yeah let's, but let's don't worry the, the afro beats versus uh bashment will come soon and it will be heated and i'll get you guys to send in your picks but Afrobeats will win, can't lie. Not, no bias, complete bias, <laughs> but they will win. But yeah, no, Made in Lagos was a great album. Um, I'm excited to see if Wizkid can top this. Like, yeah, I mean, if he manages to top it, then I, I don't even know what He's got my ratings, man. Next, Already, this album's enough, but if he manages to top this, then... Yeah, I'm telling you, Essence is that song, like, I told, I was sending to friends, I want to get my first dance and my wedding to it, I want to die to this song. I wish I was born to this song, like... <laughs> Something so beautiful. It's the song that was playing in the intro. Something so beautiful. But yeah, this is Smile by Wizkid and her. It's just, I don't know, summer. It's giving me summer. Mm. We love to see it. But yeah, like I said, a lot of influence. That's what I, I think I love, the influence and how artists can influence like their son. So he's influenced Burner Boy. And now he's collabed with Burner Boy, who's influenced him back. So it's like you give and you get back. Yeah, you see that on Ginger, the song they need mm, to give one. Oh, love. Ginger. Except at the end when they start screaming. I kind of, I like it. Everyone's like, like No, nah, I feel like it bangs. It yeah. fits like the, ta- the type Because of it kind of builds up that momentum. Mm. Mm. We'll play Ginger next. Kind of copy Davido's flow with a shout. Hey, hey, Davido, Davido's an op still. We don't, yeah. He fell off hard. He fell off, and he's he's not a nice person. I can't lie. Is he not? Davido, if you're watching this, all my hate, oh, homies, all my homies hate Davido. But anyway, we won't get into that. He's not gonna watch this. (laughs) I'm just shouting at the microphone for no reason. But yeah, yeah, no. And I think that's something really important in the music industry, interconnectedness, collaboration. Like, that's one of the things I like about the UK scene because Stormzy, Chip, obviously other than when they're beefing, so Stormzy and Chip are beefing, that was a bad example. But like, <laughs> Dave, AJ, Stormzy. Dave and Stormzy, Dave and Stormzy. Everyone though, they all collab. Even Digga D, like his new album didn't have a lot of features, but him and Unknown T have that friendship. Yeah. It's like, and I think it's because they can all come from a similar place where you, they fa- are, you face the same struggles. You live. You basically live in the same life. We're all living the person. same life, guys. We're all living the same life. I'll be real. Like that's how it, it really feels when you're living on ends, and I feel like that's the way that like we have such a strong sense of community wherever mm. we go. So like, look at us at Upton, for example. Like, mm. you just meet people, and like, you already feel like you know them, and like you can connect with them. Mm-hmm. And I think like that is one of the beauty in diaspora. Even though we don't really have a definitive culture or a definitive, you know we don't fit into completely Nigerian or completely British, we have that diaspora culture and that's, that's somewhere where we it. fit in. And then it means that we're really close to each other because we kind of have to be. Mm. It's the only way we can be 
even our parents will not really be able to truly understand us because that we can understand ourselves. Exactly. They're kind of like this country is their second home. Yeah. Whereas for us, it's our first home, and I feel like it's just there's so much power in having that dual culture because. You can pick from different sides. Exactly, and you can also have different perspectives. Like you're not fixed with one narrow mindset of this is what life is like. I'm African. This is what life's like. This is what life's like. I'm British. It's like, but I can see both sides and I can rec- reconcile. The know? fusion is definitely helpful. The fusion is it gives helpful. Gives you a unique perspective on life. Which actually life. brings me to another thing that Wizkid did on this album, which was a fusion of um, genres. So like he had Damian Marley, he brought reggae into there. You know, I love when artists can kind of go beyond their culture and like, you know, experiment with it. Cross genre music. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's scared. We're getting a lot more of that recently. No, I feel yeah. like it's hard. I mean, even Steph London was doing up Nigerian music. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Boy influence there. Yeah, no, I can't lie. That song bang. That's can't let you go. I like that song, so I have to rate her for it. But yeah, no, Made in Lagos definitely album of the year. I'm gonna play you Ginger, and then we'll talk a little bit more about um, the album of the week and the song. Um, I'm seeing that Wizkid even collabed with Skepta, so that's how you know, like, it's already so deep within our London culture. We love to see it.
So that was Ginger by Burner Boy and Wizkid. Now, uh, Prez is going to tell you a bit about his song and album of the year. Oh, album of the week, sorry. Um, album of the year was uh, Made in Lagos by Wizkid. Prez, I'll leave it to you. <clears throat> yeah, so for my song of the week, again, we've got Wizkid coming up. Um, he dropped a song, I think, two days ago at the time when recording this. It's called Check, and it's in collaboration with one of the producers he works with a lot called Starboy. Um, I really like the song, and I feel like you could. It feels like it's almost a follow-up from Made of Made in Lagos, particularly because of like the use of saxophone. Like you can even hear the saxophone in the background of the music that I'm playing now, as you can hear me talking to you. And I feel like saxophone is probably one of my favorite instruments, and it just gives like a different vibe to music. And that like, really is a distinctive instrument that you can hear and like come to like characterize this type of like new music that Whiskey is making. Yeah. And again another a common feature with Whiskey's music is the fusion of Yoruba and British. And I feel like particularly for people who are diaspora, like you can really connect with this because it's almost like a direct representation of your two cultures coming together to make something that sounds beautiful and you can celebrate it. Yeah. That's why I really like the song and I made it my song of the week. So we'll feature that song now. Get ready to listen to Check. Coming in free. Two, one. Hold me tight, hold me tight, hold me Okay, that was a snippet of Check by Wizkid, you can go find that on YouTube, um, I'm sure he'll be putting it on Spotify soon. Now we're going to talk about Prez's album of the week. Um, so for album of the week, we're switching up the genre a little bit, going to grime. It's called North Face and it's by um, Frisco, JME, Kan Capoli. <clears throat> you know, recently JME, thankfully, he's actually started to drop more and more music. and. Like, like everyone should know, like Jeremy, along with Skepta and a lot of boy better know, they're one of like the founding fathers of grime and they've really like come to embody the sound and really push it and make it a big genre. And in particular, I found it like really interesting that they dropped an album because it's in like the backdrop of people's questioning whether grime is still a relevant genre. Like we all know H's comments that allegedly no one in his age group really cares about drill anymore. I mean, no, um, grime anymore. And I feel like on one level, you've seen with like drill. I think drill is probably bigger than grime at this current stage and a lot more people are concerned and listening to that. But literally looking at um, albums like Skepta's Ignorance is Bliss that I dropped two years ago shows that. Great album. Um, literally one of my favorite albums that I've listened to, definitely. It's in like my top 10. And I think it just shows that 
grime as a genre still holds a lot of weight in the music industry and especially in the UK industry. So like, people still need to put some respect on grime because mm-hmm. like, there's some banging songs that are being dropped in that category. And I think even it influences other cultures too. I mean, I don't think drill would exist properly without grime. Yeah. And any uh, uh, song in particular from North Face? Yeah, I think probably the best song on the album is Frisco Pattern. It's like the beat, the beat is, it's a really booky beat. Like parts of it is like just weird like vocal sounds, but then the beat drops and then it goes back to the other sound and it kind of like matches like Frisco's like chaotic way of rapping. Mm. Okay, so we're gonna have a listen to Frisco's pattern. Let's go. You don't want this situation to worsen Pull up my legs, I'm ripped for the curtain Yeah, it's all love, till a man test me I will turn into a whole next person I will turn into a whole next version Man, I've got someone to say online When they see them on the road, man, look uncertain And when they see them on the road, man Wanna act cordial, see them on the road, man Wanna act normal, them man are weirdos Talking girls, me, I get girls I've never been forceful, flow so deep Better draw for your snorkel You know the things I blow more I hate how I'm Yes, sir. That was Frisco's pattern. Now we're going to end today's um, episode by playing Prez's favorite song of Made in Lagos. And you can reflect on some of the things we said. If you've got any questions, any suggestions, you know where to hit me up. My Twitter is mazpsychT, so M-A-Z-P-S-Y-C-H-T-E-E. My Instagram is M underscore Tums. Message me anything you please. Uh, Prez, I don't know if you want to plug your socials. I feel like something that's important that we say before the end of the show is like even though like we see like the problems in our community with like Damalora Taylor and stuff something that like we can also use that to see like our positive so the way that the whole of like the Peckham and even beyond Peckham like diaspora culture and community within London we really came together and we saw like the issues there and we all like wanted to support each other so like John Boyega who, who's still going hard for like the cause was mm. one of the people like his family used to babysit Damalola Taylor mm. Rio Ferdinand Man United footballer used to live on that state where he died in so mm. it just shows like the way that like, we're all interconnected and we all support each other when it really comes down to it no matter whatever problem you face no that's a very good point and you see similar um, replications in my area so I'm from near Tottenham and when Mark Duggan you know, died and everything happened with the uh, Tottenham protests. The whole community came together. It made Tottenham closer as a community. So there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and there's always positivity. So thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned and come back next week where we will be talking about how you stay connected with your culture away from home. And we'll end on a beautiful, beautiful song, True Love by Wizkid. Let's go. Song of the year, song of the year.